Before the show, I want to take a quick minute and shout out another local business here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Again, this is not a sponsored ad. This is just a feature, something I want to do to promote one of the many businesses in my city. For this episode, I am going to feature my favorite spot for beer, food, and fun, Legion Brewing. This was also a spot that was close by when I first got to Charlotte. The vibe at Legion is amazing and the staff is so friendly and helpful. The beer tastes amazing too, so if you live in the Charlotte area, please consider stopping by Legion. And you can also buy their canned beer at a grocery store, which would also support the brewery. Now, it's on to the show. Hey everyone, I just want to take a minute to tell you about my Amazon number one best-selling book, Culture of Excellence. How do culture and leadership impact the performance of a team? For the past 30 years, one organization in baseball has stood taller than all of the rest, the New York Yankees. In Culture of Excellence, Colin Sumelia, that's me, takes us inside baseball's most successful franchise to uncover compelling and useful lessons in leadership. Culture of Excellence is transformative in its premise. It shares strategies you will want to apply and knowledge you can acquire to effectively improve your team and motivate your people. With three foundational pillars, you can become a more effective leader and build a culture of excellence through stories from the Yankees. And you can purchase your copy of Culture of Excellence from any online retailer. There are hard copy, ebook, and audiobook versions available. You can also purchase a hard copy of the book directly from me, and I will personalize it for you and send you swag items like a bookmark and a sticker. Head over to www.talent409.com backslash culture of excellence to view all of your options and learn how you can discover your talent altitude through my book, Culture of Excellence. All right, everyone, welcome back to another very special edition of the Dynamic Leaders Podcast. We're doing another coaching call on today's episode, and I have Natalie here with me who's going to introduce herself here in just a second for everyone listening. Obviously, again, this is a podcast episode, but as with Danny's podcast and with any other podcasts that are coming after this, we're trying to replicate the one-on-one experience but give you listeners an opportunity to hear what that would be like. So Natalie, I'm going to let you kick this off. And the first question that I have for you is, can you tell me a little bit about your current situation? So what sport you play, what year you're in, in school position, playing time, et cetera. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Um, So my name is Natalie. I'm a sophomore on the Davidson college division one field hockey team. Um, I'm from Haddonfield, New Jersey, which is like 10 minutes outside of Philadelphia. Um, and as of right now, I am a forward and midfielder last year, I was specifically a forward, but this year I'm kind of doing a little bit of both. Um, and since we haven't had a season in like a good year now, um, I'm not sure what my playing time will look like this season. Um, but last season I started every game as a freshman, um, and played for a good majority of the game. Um. So hopefully with our season coming up in the spring, I'll maybe have more of a concrete answer about my playing time. But for now, it's all still kind of up in the air. Okay. So you've seen me look down at the screen and I want to 
say something real quick to you because I should have said yeah. it before we started. It's just yeah. me taking notes. So don't yeah. think that no, I'm, you're I'm not fine. paying attention to no, you. You're good. I think people get weirded out if you're staring into yeah. the camera anyway. Yeah, so. no, yeah, that's fine. You can do whatever you need to do. You're good. Yeah. All right. So let's move on then. And let's talk a little bit. One of the places I like to start these conversations, and this is a discovery call between you and I, where I'm trying to get as much information as I can from you so that I can potentially help you in the ways that you want to be helped. That That's right. the biggest thing. I don't want to tell you how I want to help you. I want to help you in the way that you want to be helped. So right. I use these as a guide, these questions, and to hopefully get as much information as possible. So the first area, we want to start by highlighting your strengths. We want to stay positive. We want to say, okay, Natalie, on the field, off the field, what are you doing well? Where can we keep doing good things on that end. So can you, uh, yes. off the top of your head, are there, you know, one, two, three strengths that you want to talk about here? Yes. Um, so I think the first strength of mine is that I am definitely very positive. Um, I tend to not get negative when I'm tired or if I had a bad day, I always am more inclined to look at the positives. And obviously I have my moments like everyone, um, but for the most part, I do have a very positive outlook um, on a lot of things. And then the second strength I can kind of think of is that I'm very self-motivated and I'm very dedicated. So when COVID hit and we had to do a lot of training on our own, that didn't really impact me all that much, just because even when I am training with my team or with the group, I still do find that motivation within myself because I expect a lot for myself. Um, so kind of a strength is that I almost compete with myself to be better almost every day or every time I do step out on the field. Um, and then the last strength I could think of is that I'm definitely a people person. Um, I love people. I have always been very good with people um, and I have good communication skills. So whether that's confronting a teammate with a conflict or on the field in real time where you just kind of have five seconds to blurt something out to them and redirect them. Um, but I do take pride in my communication skills. And I've found that that's something that's helped me a lot um, as a college athlete, for sure. Yeah, those are all really good things to start off with. And I can already just tell from our conversation that you're not really yeah. lying to me and <laughs> you know, these these things are, are true uh, and to what yeah. extent we'll we'll figure out here I guess in, right. in the near future but it is uh I think the biggest one that's standing out to me that I just want to talk through with you here real quick is the yeah. ability to stay positive even when you're tired and I think yes. the distinction that's coming to mind for me and this may help you on the field or even off the field when you're, I don't know, on a, on a long trip or something like that in the future right. when, when there's no COVID, but uh, especially right. on the field and in competition, there's something to be said about, you know, that person who's just bubbly and uh, positive all the time and it's all sunshine and rainbows and you could tell it's yes. fake um, yes. versus what it seems like what's coming off of you is you are trying to see the positive and the fact that you can do it when you're tired, like that's when it gets to a lot of people, right? Like it's easy to be right. positive. It's easy to be happy when you've right. had a good night's sleep, when you have a full yes. stomach, when things are going well, but when things don't go right. well, 
then it's easy to turn. And I could just see that like in the middle of competition, like you said, you, sometimes you only have like a few seconds to either right. communicate something to someone or whatever the situation is. And I can just see you being that person to say like, all right, it sucks right now, but it's yes. going to be better. Like <laughs> yes. it's, it's going yes. to be okay. And we're going to get yes. through that. And like, I think that's probably a very special attribute that we can take from this conversation and really build on from here. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is something I kind of did have to learn and train myself. Like, I think all these strengths, some of them come naturally, like from the day I was born, my mom was like, I just was a talker. I would never shut up when I was a baby. So there's my communication skills and I'm a people person. But I think I used to like feel the need like, oh, this situation sucks. I'm just going to act like it doesn't suck and not acknowledge that it sucks and yeah. just continue to be positive um but I think I've grown as me individually like okay yes we're gonna address the elephant in the room we're losing seven nothing and that is a very crappy feeling but there are positives to be taken from that um so definitely not sugarcoating um but still trying to like keep everyone in a good headspace um has definitely become a strength of mine yeah but yeah I love yeah, it definitely You're- you're walking the line between being a realist versus being a Debbie Downer, right? Like, right, absolutely. Just, just yeah. letting it uh, roll in the mud and, and get worse right. from there. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. All right, so we have a lot of really great strengths that we can build on, and that's really important because now we're going to move to the harder question. And right. objectively, I think it's harder for people to to admit weaknesses or to even find weaknesses because. I mean, who wants to know they have any weaknesses, right? Or challenge <laughs> yeah. areas. So um, yeah. I, I gave you these questions in advance and hopefully you've had some time to at least think about it. But again, mm-hmm. is there one or two at least that we can start with to say like, hey, this is something that, and it's not to say like you're the worst person in the world at this, but right. where can we right. help you fill in a gap here uh, with a challenge area or an area of weakness? Yeah, for sure. Um, so thought of three the first is that because I'm very self-motivated I also um, am very self-critical so I am typically my biggest biggest critic Um, so I am very hard on myself and I have very high expectations of myself and when I fall short of that um, I do get extremely frustrated um, but definitely working on coping skills with that Um, And then the second thing is that I am extremely extroverted, um, kind of to the point where I perform according to my feelings. So let's say I just had a great day and I'm feeling good and everything's going great. I'm out on the field. I'm happy. I'm doing well when I feel good. Um, And then the other side of that is if I'm not playing well, or I did have a bad day, I keep my mindset positive, but what I'm actually doing on the field tends to not be as productive or as good as it could be. Um, And I also am a very passionate and emotional player that kind of comes along with that. And that can be my greatest strength because I never give up and I aren't, I'm like not afraid. Like I'll always go for the big moments, even if they're not the right things to do I just kind of go with my gut um but at the same time that does kind of take away 
some of the technical skills or my coach will be like, what the heck are you doing? Like, stop. Um, <laughs> so I definitely kind of play um, to my gut and what I think is right. And then the third thing I kind of thought of is that I'm not very good at saying no to people. This applies to my sport and also just in general life. And I'm very much a people pleaser. Um, so if someone asks me to do something and it's something I don't want to do, I don't really consider that it's something I don't want to do. I'm just like, well, they'll be happy. They asked me to do it. Um, and I always end up saying yes. Um, so those are kind of the three weaknesses I thought of for sure. Yeah. And I just want to commend you for having the self-awareness to talk about those things and, and identify yeah. them in the first place too. Yeah. And I think that they're all areas that can be fixed or however you, you want to say it. Yeah. And I, I think like the biggest things for, for the most part, you know, the, the passion and all that, it, they're, they're good things. And I could see where it gets right. in the way sometimes and it can be a detriment. So I think, you know, energy management is going to be something right. that, that we Absolutely. maybe need to talk about. Um, yes. Self-critical, hard on self. I can totally relate to that. That's who right. I am uh, in a nutshell. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I've had to do a lot of work on that myself, and we can certainly talk about that. Um, and then it, the part with not being able to say no, uh, I'm glad you said mm -hmm. yes to, to this opportunity. But... <laughs> this is something I don't, I would love to do, but yeah. well, <laughs> some things not so much. Right, right. Well, I think what uh, could be helpful, not just now when you're in school and you have a million different things that you could be doing but even as you get out of school you graduate you go on with your adult life my wife and I were actually just talking about this the other day on a walk where she yeah. defined the three things that were most important to her like literally wrote it out and I'm thinking right. about the notebook that I'm going to send to you and that I'm going to recommend that everybody uses on one-on-one -on -one sessions or if it's a team setting whatever it is and there's that goal area right in your notebook where you write down you know, what what things are important to you and I think that helps you, it, it doesn't make it any easier to say no, right? But right. it can at least help you identify those areas where you can be saying no, because they're yes. not taking you toward where you're trying to get. Uh, so Absolutely. that's yeah. that's what I think, you know, ultimately is going to help you the most there, or at least one of the things that can, that can help you there right. um, sure. with that. So good things there. I don't want to spend too much time because I want to get through as much as we can with you, yes. but I did want to say that. Now, I asked you to define um, some goals and I yeah. wrote down to, if you could make them smart goals. If not, yeah. let's just talk about goals in general, but do you okay. have a few short-term goals that we can start with and then move into long-term goals that we can talk about on this call today? Yes. So some short-term goals um, was kind of branching off of what we were just talking about was learning to say no to things I don't want to do. Um, so not necessarily a smart goal, but I was thinking of kind of like evaluating at the end of each week, was I taking on extra opportunities and were they things that I enjoyed doing? And if not, kind of cutting the cord with those things. Sure. Um, and then another short-term goal I have is becoming a master of playing under pressure um, and imitating pressure during my training. Um, so right now we're in our stage of preseason where we're not allowed to have contact with each other. So all of our drills are six feet apart. We're not doing one V ones. Um, 
So it's sometimes hard to get that pressure when there's not a teammate or a defender right on you. Um, so learning to execute in the circle while under pressure, getting shots towards the cage. And then another short-term goal was kind of more related to my schoolwork. But once the semester starts reviewing my notes each day for 20 minutes. So by the time I get to exams, I don't have to cram and <laughs> little things like that end up helping me mentally, physically, and in my sport when I'm not spending 10 hours studying from one exam when I could have just done 10 minutes each night. Um, yeah. But those are my short-term goals. Yeah. And I think the become a master of playing under pressure is a great line. It would make a, a great you. song yeah. uh, as well. I'm yeah. sure. Thanks. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's, it's really interesting in these times too, because not only are you trying to replicate pressure because you want to be able to perform in those situations when a lot of people right. can't, uh, but I think in general, people are struggling to replicate energy within yes. their surroundings because Yes. I mean, you know, it's, it depends on the sport, you know, how close you are usually and um, how much communication is going on and, and those different things. Right. So it's, it's a lot different for from your vantage point as a field hockey player than it is for somebody who's playing softball, for example. Right. And, right. But I think still that being able to just create the baseline energy that you would feel in a, in a normal uh, situation yes. is one thing. And yes. then to your point, like we want to amplify that even more right? and say like, exactly. okay, this is, this is the national championship and right. everything's on the line. I need to come through. So I exactly. want to have, you know, practice this, this uh, scenario, not just in my head, but, but um, as, as accurately as I guess I can in real life um, yes. with, with everything. Definitely. Very yeah. cool. So yeah, very interesting short-term goals. And I like how you threw in the academics too, because that, as you said, it affects not just uh, your well-being as a human being, but it affects right. you on the field as well. And that's yeah. a really important part to all of this. So um, for sure, good with that. Do you have any long-term goals that you want to talk about? Yes. Okay. So my long-term goal is my team going to the A-10 tournament. Um, so that's kind of a long-term goal for my entire team. I'm definitely not alone in having that long-term goal, which is definitely comforting. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of where our eyes are on the prize right now. Um, so that's our goal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, uh, I know a little insider info just from talking yeah. to, to your coaches that this is, this is a goal. And um, it's just really interesting to think about how different individual goals are from team goals but how much yes. the individual effort matters toward achieving right. that team goal like it's just a really Absolutely. interesting uh, interesting parallel there i guess for sure yeah totally yeah all right so let's move on to talking a little bit about leadership um i only put this question in here because i want to get a sense of what type of leader you want to be and yes. not everybody needs to be like the rah-rah leader, not everybody needs to be the lead by example, like that I'm talking like right. the A-level leader. Um, right. you, can, you can lead in so many different ways. And the way yes. that we're going to help amplify that a little bit more, if you're not already doing it, is to say, yeah. okay, what does leadership mean to you, Natalie? So yeah. I asked you to define leadership and I'd love to hear what your definition of it is. Yes. So my definition of leadership, this took me a while to think of everything that 
I feel encompasses leadership. Um, but eventually I came up with motivating people towards a common goal through positivity, encouragement, and leading through voice and example. Um, and I kind of found that the main purpose of leadership is to motivate others and to make others feel good and capable in their own skills. Um, so I am definitely a vocal leader for sure, but I also think that leading by example is really important too. Excellent. Can you repeat the back end of, I got motivating people to common goal through positivity? Yes, encouragement, motivation, and vocally and by example. All right. I want to make sure I get yes. all of that no, down. You're <laughs> so that when we start to talk a little bit more about this and we unwrap it a little bit more, I want to make sure that we're covering everything. And I know you've got it written yeah. down and right there for you. Uh, but I think that it's interesting, your leadership, it, it matches who you are, right? Like it matches right. that you're a positive person and right. that you want you want, you're like my wife in a lot of ways where my wife yeah. wants everybody to see the good in them yes. at all times. Yes. Like even if they're yes. the worst person in the world, right? she's like, yes. there's some good there. So yeah, I'm that way too. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Really, really special attribute. And I think that it's super easy in competitive sports to get away from that. So I think there yeah. needs to be people like you who can right. bring people back to just feeling good about themselves, but yeah, also using sure. that as a way to help them understand their capability and their skills. So um, really, really interesting definition. I like that a lot. Thank you. Thanks. Sorry to interrupt, but I want to help you get fit. Christine here from Sweat with Sods. Being at home has a lot of people in a rut with their workouts, but you don't have to be. My hit at home workouts require no equipment and can be done in 30 minutes or less. And if HIT isn't for you, I also design custom programs that can be done virtually, in person, or a combination of both. I put my years of experience teaching classes and personal training into all of my programs. I've worked with lots of people and helped them achieve very different goals. So what are you waiting for? Head to sweatwithstats.com today. And don't forget that as a listener to this podcast, you can get a discount with code DYNAMIC at checkout. Can't wait to hear from you. And now, back to the show. I have this question in here because I don't want to make any assumptions. Uh, it yes. seems like leadership is important to you and that yeah. is something that you aspire to do, but we're just going right. to quite simply, or I'm going to quite simply ask you here, do you want to be a leader? And um, yeah. I think I wanted to put why or why not there. Uh, and I have yeah. a little typo. Yeah, no, you're, so. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. Um, yes, I do want to be a leader. Um, Something on my team that's unique um, is along with captains, we also have a leadership council um, and the way that works, it's actually kind of a funny story, but we all were taken into a room during a team meeting. This was last year, pre-COVID, and we all sat within our classes. So I was a freshman at the time, my entire freshman class, sophomore class, senior class, senior class, and our coaches said, you have 10 minutes to all decide who is the leader of your class and who therefore will be on leadership council. And we want you to hash it out in real time and vote in front of each other. So 
you know who's voting for you, you know who you're voting for. There's really no hiding behind like a survey or anything. Wow. Um, and it eventually came down to one of my best friends who she was assigning between her roommate or me. It, it was like three and three. She was a tiebreaker. And she quite <laughs> literally was having a panic attack. The whole team was waiting for her answer. Um, and I felt terrible for her, but eventually I was nominated to be leadership council of my class. Um, and I think that I really love that role um, because I think I know everyone on my team well enough that I understand what motivates everyone specifically. Um, and I try to play to that when I'm speaking with them individually or when we're in a 1v1 setting. Um, but in terms of like motivating my team or a large group, I always err on the side of motivating through positivity and encouragement, all these buzzwords that I've already talked about opposed to posing like ultimatums or like if we don't make this percent of these shots, like we suck or like obviously no one would ever say that. But <laughs> like I always err on the side of making people feel good because I think that when people feel good, they play well and they're confident in what they're contributing. Um, so that's always been my motto is just the better you make those around you feel, the better results we'll get um, as a team and as a program. And even our team culture too is impacted by that. Um, but yes, definitely do want to be a leader um, and definitely strive to do that every day. Yeah, awesome. And it's great to know that you're on the council, you are actively already involved in some of the work that we could potentially be talking about and doing. So right. it's great that you're already there. And I, I would look forward to learning more about what goes into those council meetings and those discussions yeah. that you have with your players, with your coaches, yeah. all that good stuff definitely is going to, I think, help further the, the conversations here in the future. Yeah. All right. So everything that we've talked about has been up to this point, leading up, I think, to talking a little bit more about the culture in the environment that you envision for your team. And right. I asked this question because when I define culture, I did this in my book. I do it every, literally every single time I'm talking to somebody. Culture is simply the experience that you have with the people you're surrounded by. That's, yes. that's what culture is. You can have all the buzzwords you want, core values, right. blah, blah, blah. But what people are going to remember is the experience that, that they had. So sure. from your perspective, have you given any thought toward when you know, you're a sophomore now, potentially an, an extra year of eligibility with COVID yeah. in the future, but at the very least, probably two more years before you're right. moving on from Davidson. What do you want to be a part of now? And what do you want the program to be like when you leave? Have you given thought to that? Yeah. Absolutely. So I do have to say that our culture and environment as of right now is very healthy. Um, my teammates and coaches are extremely supportive of one another. And something that is really unique is that everyone on my team are best friends. And like, I know a lot of teams say like, we're all best friends, <laughs> but I genuinely cannot think of one person on the team who I wouldn't confide in or ask for advice or someone who I wouldn't be comfortable hanging out with one-on-one -on -one or whatever the situation would be. Um, so I think that is wonderful. And there's so many great things that come out of that. Um, 
something that I want my team and our program to strive for in terms of our culture is it could definitely become more competitive. Um, so since we are all so close, it's sometimes hard to make that distinction between your best friends off the field and your teammates on the field. Um, so sometimes it's hard to tell your best friend who you're going to go sleep with and shower with and eat dinner with like, hey, I need a better pass from you or you need to get it together. We have a game and we need to win. Like sometimes those conversations are really hard to have because we've already established like we are best friends. We will do anything for each other. Um, so I think we do, and we've had these conversations. This is something that our team is very aware of, but I think we need to kind of be more conscious of making the distinction of we are best friends, but we also are teammates working towards a goal. And there are sacrifices and hard conversations that need to be had to make our goals happen. Um, so definitely finding the fine line between those two things. Um, and I've honestly, I've tried and like, I'll be buddy, buddy, we were walking off to practice together. We're best friends, we're laughing. And then I'm like, okay, I'm on the field. I'm going to kind of shut that off and treat everyone as teammates. And it's really hard. Like it lasts for about a good five minutes. And then you're laughing with your best friends about how they tripped and fell. Like, it's just, it's really hard to get into that like mindset. Um, yeah. But it definitely would make our team more competitive for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you said it perfectly. I mean, you're not, um, you're not off base with any of this. You're walking a thin line, a fine line. How do you, how do you stay best friends and not alienate the other party or, or right. um, get them to shut down or, for sure. you know, even worse, uh, you know, quit or transfer, you yeah. know, some, something yeah. like that. Um, and I think, and again, this will be an area where we can continue to, to do more work, but what's coming to mind is you, you talk about being best friends and it, that's not a phrase that I hear as often as like family, right? People right. say we're like right. a family, but right. they're, the, they're the same things to me. And yes. what I always tell people is when you have a healthy family and, and you've identified that your culture is, is healthy and, um, yes. to what extent you know, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, but it's a healthy culture. And when you have a healthy family, a healthy best friend situation relationship, yeah. you're able to have difficult conversations and find a way to work through those difficult conversations rather than avoid them or try to work around right. them. And um, so that that's always where I think I end up doing the most coaching myself is to say, yeah. okay, you want to be a family, but you don't want to have family-like conversations, then right. we need to talk about this a little bit more. Yeah, um, And it's the same thing I think that you're struggling with right now is to say like, okay, we are best friends, but I don't want to, I don't want to piss you off. I, I don't want right. to make you mad, but right. you have to, it's almost like you have to think about it five years from now. Like yeah. if you don't have the conversation now, and then five years from now, your best friend comes to you and she's like, why didn't you say this to me then? Like, yeah. why, yeah. why, why did you let me do this yeah. for another five years? Like right. she's going right. to be even more pissed off at you then yeah. than she's going to yeah. be right now. <laughs> and that's, right. that's when so I, I gave a, <laughs> I gave a keynote, a keynote, excuse me, on, on having difficult conversations. And I said, one of the key things that comes from having a difficult conversation is it alleviates the pain point. 
Like it, it can yeah. make it disappear completely if you just say something right. versus just right. continuing to fester and be there in the background and, and everything. Yeah. So I know yeah. it's easier said than done. I, I totally right. realize that, but um, <laughs> it's not, it's not impossible to, to get yeah. what you're trying no. to accomplish. And I think you're, you're totally right. If you're able to hold people accountable, if they're making bad right. passes, if they're being too lax at practice, if, right. um, there's, you know, you want to have fun. Um, but if you're holding people accountable, that will make you more competitive. And that's what you want. And I think that's exactly. probably what everyone wants too, it seems like. Exactly. Yes, for sure. Yeah. All right, cool. So we got a couple minutes here left uh, before you know, all these calls go about 20 or 30 minutes, just depending on you know, how much conversation that we're having in between some of these questions. But um, essentially, I want to hop to to the last question here and see if you have any questions for me about how we could potentially work together in the future. Um, anything that we didn't cover today that you were, you were hoping to talk about too, we, we could cover here real quick, I can take a note of, but this is your chance just to ask me any questions or make sure that I get some information on something that we haven't covered that you were hoping to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. So for the future, I think some of the things that I definitely need to work on um, is definitely energy management, which you kind of brought up in the beginning. Um, sure. My coaches always say to me, like your energy is one of your most special and unique attributes, but there's also a time where sometimes you need to be able to turn it off and control it. Um, it can also be my biggest enemy. Um, so definitely energy management. And then what we were just kind of talking about at the end, learning to have those tough conversations and kind of finding the balance between showing you care through accountability and showing that you're almost best friends enough that you care enough to say the hard things and have those hard conversations. Um, yeah. Those are definitely topics that I would love to elaborate on in the future. All righty. Any questions for me before I let you go today on anything else? I think I'm all good. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Natalie. And again, this was more of a, a mock conversation. So people could get a, an idea of what a conversation like this would be like if they decide to enter into a one-on-one -on -one, uh, working relationship with the Talent 409 Leadership Academy. So I appreciate you taking some time before your busy season gets started here yeah. and fingers crossed there's no interruptions, but can't wait to yeah. see all the progress that you continue to make. And we're always here, especially me for you. I'm always here as a resource. If you ever need anything, don't Thank hesitate, you. okay? Thank you so much.